And with that, welcome back to The Bridge. Uh, this week, uh, we are covering, as you might guess by that soundbite at the beginning of the episode, uh, Gojira. Uh, obviously, a the Japanese pronunciation of a, a Godzilla. I, I think Zach is laughing here because he didn't hear a thing just then. Uh, but everyone else clearly and audibly heard a cool, very Godzilla roar to int uh, introduce the episode today. That was very hype of it doing. Um, I actually was able to hear it a little bit, and I didn't know about it, so that's why it's so funny. Oh, okay, you did hear it. Okay, perfect. Uh, that's how I felt like we should start today. That's the mood I'm in uh, talking about this album this week. So you brought forward Gojira, I, 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 and I kind of like another one of these uh, metal experiment uh, albums for me, obviously trying to uh, grow my uh, knowledge and taste of metal music. This is going to be another one of those albums where I take a deep, uh, take a dive in there and I guess this is a more popular uh, metal act because I have heard of them before I just I've never listened to to any of their music so like are they like more on the uh, more popular side of the uh, metal music they're internationally known yeah their big breakout album in North America was called the way of all flesh it was released in 2006 or 2008 mm-hmm uh, yeah, and since then they've been yeah one of the biggest international metal acts. Right, I, I can remember hearing, I can remember hearing about them in high school, so that time frame adds up. That would have been like grade ten for me, uh, or eleven mm -hmm. or so. Uh, yeah, I and remember everyone hearing... was listening to Tool in high school, so uh, yeah, I'm sure you would have heard of Gojira as well. See, um, I do remember you saying to me that they were kind of Tool similar, in, in certain ways. And it didn't, it wasn't uh, immediate to me, uh, that comparison. But after digging through this a little bit, I did kind of pull apart kind of where that sentiment came from, I think. Well, they're not like a real math-oriented band like uh, Tool are, and right. uh, the themes of their music is, uh, is different. However, for someone who is more of a general metal fan, such as yourself, they're far more accessible compared to other metal acts. 100%. Uh... Yeah, and that was the first thing I thought I was thinking about. I was like, I wouldn't call this band very math, and like Tool's obviously a very math-oriented metal band. Um, but the uh, the usage of the bass and the drums and the kind of pacing the music and, and kind of how everything was structured, I can kind of see where uh, that comparison came from. Even though they go different places with it, uh, I, I, I kind of understood the reference a little better as I, I, as I went through the album. Um, just for yeah. clarification, the album we are talking about uh, uh, today is called Fortitude, which is Gojira's 2021 release, I believe. Yeah, and uh, these guys are based out of a little town. It's like the size or maybe smaller than the town we come from okay. uh, in the southwest of France on the Atlantic coast near Spain. Apparently a great little surf town. Okay. And uh, they've been the together under the Gojira name since 2001. Um, yeah, and like I said, their big breakout album in North America was The Way of All Flesh. Um, yeah, and they're a band that, to me, when I listen to this album, it makes me feel so good because it reminds me of what it was like to listen to music when I was coming up in my later teens. And, you know, bands weren't selling EPs at Music World or whatever, you know? So uh, they actually produce full-blown records. They take three to four years to develop the music, meditate on the ideas, and when they release a record, it's a full-blown record and not something that has been released in bits and pieces uh, over, you know, a year or two, and then they're releasing EPs and this sort of stuff, like, what is sort of happening today? Uh, they don't find, find the need, probably, uh, as a musicians and artists, to always have their their voice out there and present in the in current zeitgeist. Um, they, they, they seem to be okay with, like, pulling themselves back and then coming out when necessary uh, and making their presence known. Yeah, I guess it's just the part of uh, they have their artistic process, you know. And two of the in the bands are are brothers, so they're a very tight knit group. And I don't think anybody, any of the members, have cycled out of the band 
uh, or stepped out of the band since uh, they formed Gojira. Seems so... like a rarity to have such a uh, long-lasting band without any so sort of issue. You, I, I, in going through all these uh, these albums and bands for the show and this podcast, rather, um, it's super common to see uh, little blurbs and wiki about how this band member left and that band member fought with that band member and now this is a different shape of the band for this period and someone came back and now they're this is the album and like there's always that kind of dialogue and, and discussion around these uh, a lot of bands so it's really mm-hmm. nice to see the more uh, cohesive side and maybe because of brothers that help well two two of the members are brothers that helps keep that tight tight knitness and i think the cohesiveness of the band reflects in the music wouldn't you say? yeah yeah I can see that. All the pieces kind of work together very well. Um, I was listening to an interview from uh, Joe, which is one of the two brothers. Um, and he, he was just kind of mentioning how uh, he writes the lyrics, I believe he was saying. Uh, but his brother always comes in and it has like his fingerprints all over it. Not that he writes anything, but like he always kind of like has the input. So uh, I could only assume that that goes back and forth between uh, band members and, and their instruments and how that helps the wholeness of the music come 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 forward and because of that collaborative process probably why it takes three to four years to release new music which i'm i'm cool with if the record is is really good or if you can tell there's a lot of thought went into the record and it's all very cohesive and take your time man right right there's Uh, a lot of music out there you know um to keep you busy in the meantime while you wait for like uh, a finished product to be to be released and, and I believe that in, in all mediums in general uh, movies or games or anything like that yeah yeah for sure and um, also you brought up the lyrics their lyrics are oftentimes very um, they're either spiritually focused or you know almost existential in a way it can almost sound a little bit abstract uh, the song "Born for One Thing" fits fits that mold, and then they also write lyrics about um, environmentalism, which is sort of one of the big ideas on this record, I would say. Absolutely, and we'll get into it. Right. Uh, so, how did you get introduced to this band? So, you mentioned that it kind of brings you back to those uh, the high school days, obviously when they uh, kind of hit that uh, first peak of notice. Um, so how did you stumble into? I guess you're already into the metal scene, so their name eventually just comes across your eyes, or? I think I encountered them when I was hanging out with friends in high school who were, played guitar, and uh, they introduced me to the way of all flesh. And then, as the sort of gent scene uh, blew up. And uh, I had friends who were into Meshuggah and so and so on. Um, I sort of went back to Gojira because they have been characterized as being somewhat genty. But uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about when I say gent. Uh, not it's with super clarity. I, I know it's kind of more... like a, a bass kind of structure to music. Uh, if it's I a think. bullshitty metal term, really. Some people, some people in the metal community, like uh, I think one of the guys from Lamb of God, and then the lead singer from, uh, shit, I'm blanking on the name. This, Deftones. Yep. I think maybe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he, they say you know the the term is bullshit. It's just metal. But what it is, it's like, uh, and you hear it on this record. It's the when the chords. When, uh, are, of the guitar are muted and it, so it creates this bit of chugging sound okay. and so it creates a really deep groove yeah okay I can I can kind of picture that in my head now from listening to these so uh, some people have called Gojira uh, a bit of a genty oriented band mm-hmm. okay okay yeah uh, so that's how you kind of get found it. have you been keeping up with them over the years or is this a kind of like return to them a uh, bit of a return for me, actually. Yeah. Okay, so um... I didn't check. It, I didn't check out the last release. I still haven't listened to it. I don't think actually, but I went back and returned to. Actually, that's a lie. I did listen to their uh, last release and um, didn't didn't like it so much as this record and the way of all flesh. Sure. Okay. So so 
this is kind of a bit of a return to form for you because I don't have context of any other Gojira record. I've only listened to this. Uh, so in terms of how this compares to other to the other records, you know, um, I will, I'll, I'm gonna gonna have to lean on your um, maybe uh, mild expertise here. Um, how does this kind of fit with your listings? Like, is this one of the better releases from Gojira? Yeah, I think so. It really reminds me of um, The Way of All Flesh. Not necessarily the vocal style, and even then they were playing at a, like a, a lower chords. It seems to me the album sounds, it's more heavy. It just Maybe it has a heavier it. sound. And the and the vocal style was more of the type of vocal style, not like the devilish vocals, but it was far more, I guess you would say, metal oriented. Right. The vocals on this record, uh, you could put them on a on a alt rock record, I think, and they, they'd work out all right. Yeah, uh, at some points I'll say um, they hit a perfect balance. Some other times I think they lean too much into the alt rock pocket, and I don't quite dig it. But they also have yeah. a little bit where they pull it into like the death metal realm, and it's yeah, kind of, it's kind of fine really because of the variety that you're seeing. For me, yeah, anyway, that's for... Right. yeah, that's right. And so I would say like this this album is uh, like a mature form of the band. Yeah, and it, honestly, it's one of the, I would say probably one of their more accessible records. Uh, I think uh, I would agree with that. Um, with, with at least how I I, I kind of approached that when I started listening to it. Um, mm-hmm. So I listened to this and a, a grindcore record this last week, and it was very amusing to listen to these side by side. Um, uh-huh. Because uh, honestly, the grindcore encompassed all the things I hated, and then listening to this was like almost like a breath of fresh air. Um, I, I'm always apprehensive when I when I come into a metal record. Obviously, uh, you know I just know what I don't like about certain stuff and it sometimes it's going to take me a little bit to adjust to that so that's kind of what i was expecting going into this because i didn't really know what kind of band gojira was um so it took me like the first song the um born for one thing it kind of like got wiped from my memory because i was just adjusting to what i was hearing the first the whole time that i didn't really retain anything i was still trying it's still kind of like absorbing like what it is um it was through kind of like successive listens that it hit amazonia and then it started going uh keep going and then these left ideas kind of kept on getting introduced and things i wasn't expecting to hear that by the time i was midway through the album i had kind of gotten used to what the sound i was getting and i was kind of won over a bit by it um Mm -hmm. so this it i'm usually a little bit dismissive sometimes when i first go into a metal album you know, a little, like I said, apprehensive. So it, it sometimes metal has to do a little bit extra work to win me over. And I think Gojira did that with this, uh, with this release. Yeah. And just for people who are wondering what grindcore record it was, you were introduced to earlier this week. He was listening to a pig destroyer record, which are, uh, yeah. Hardcore grindcore, uh, band. Right. And, and uh, it was okay. From- Okay, I mean, if you like grindcore, you you're not big. If you if you're into grindcore, Pig Destroyer fucking rules. Right. Um, but yeah, it's not your thing. Right. It, it just really kind of emphasizes all the parts of metal that I don't quite like, and they put it tightly into the one genre. <laughs> and so, uh, it's like it's it's like the hardest metal genre for me to engage with. Yeah, just like there's lack of harmony, lack of melody. Uh, usually there's a lack of structure of musical structure. Uh, maybe some of the better um, grindcore albums that's not true about, but um, I feel that's why. And uh, I find gr- one grindcore band super hard to tell from a different grindcore band because the metals are so harsh, uh, the vocals are so harsh, and then uh, a lot of the guitars are gnashing and just very unrelenting that you never get a chance to really digest what you're hearing. So it all just gets that pig story record is not is not so. Like, it's a bit groovy, I find, anyways. Like, it's not just a loud wall of noise at you. It's very intense. But they have, like, uh, they sort of blow up the song lengths a little bit compared to traditional grindcore, which is, like, usually sort of keeps under a minute. Like, hardcore punk. 
Yeah, I'm sure. They sort of blow the they blow the track lengths up a little bit, and um, they fit in a lot of different grooves within a tight amount of time. So yeah, it's really dense, and so maybe it, you interpret it as being a wall of sound. But I find like there's a lot to pick apart in the songs. Uh, if if I could get a chance and I enjoyed it enough that I started to pull apart the pieces and, and give it the mm. more attentive uh, uh, dissection and really pull apart, but it, it doesn't motivate me to do so. And I and sometimes I find when I go in there and I do start doing that that uh, what I find is not as engaging as I, I need it to be for me to really find all the nuances that are, are part of the music. And to draw a comparison to this record, this record actually has a lot of repetition. Like, yeah. the song structure is not necessarily... It's not changing, reinventing the wheel or anything. It has a very traditional... The song structures are quite traditional with uh, very obvious courses and oftentimes at the end of the tracks, like, it sort of closes with the, with the course again. Uh, yeah, there's a few uh, intros on this album as well. Um, I can't quite remember the track, but when we get to it, I'll, I'll point it out. That has a very nice and, and melodic outro to it that was really uh, interesting and nice little uh, break in pace um, as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so there's, uh, I would say this is a metal band that doesn't feel all that particularly bound to and restrained by the conventions of metal. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, why don't we get into the first track, Born for One Thing? Sure. Um, I'll, I'll go through uh, my kind of repetitive list. Like I said, I told you the first time, not that it was a bad song or anything, it's just the first track just took me adjusting to really, uh, so I really struggled to keep an impact on me because I was still kind of digesting what Gojira was. Um, but, you know, uh -huh. I'm going through my middle checkbox um, of things I like and things I don't like uh, that appeals to my taste. And the first thing that I hear going into this album and on this track is the drummer. And the drummer yeah. is uh, doing this like almost little like drummer boy kind of thing going. He's like, and he's like, kind of got this little pace going on uh, that I really enjoyed. I thought I immediately could tell that the drummer in the band was very talented, and that I was going to be listening and hearing a lot of him uh, on the album. Uh, it was so evident to me as going into it. And, and then like the guitar kind of had its own place. I kind of noticed everything kind of had its place. It wasn't like super flying by me um, and just like the first 30 seconds I was like okay this is digestible uh, it's interesting um, everything kind of has a place there's a nice uh, drum uh, drum thing going on uh, and then like the vocals hit and so I'm not uh, immediately trying to be convinced by someone that they're a demon uh, so I was pleasantly surprised um, <laughs> so he was like he, he does have like a downtuned vocal style um, but it's not, you can hear the lyrics, right? If you're paying attention, yeah, you can hear what he's saying. Um, uh, even he's... sometimes, you know, uh, you can kind of get a little confused exactly what he's saying, but a lot of time you're going to hear, uh, the chorus, uh, pretty clearly or some hooks or some pre-chorus stuff, uh, pretty clearly on the album. And he still keeps a good menacing tone to it. Um, and he even has a lot of good harmony sections and, and vocal work that still kind of fit within the structure of metal, uh, but definitely kind of show um, more versatility than maybe the average vocalist in a metal band. Yeah, and uh, the vocal style was the first thing I noticed that was different on this record, compared especially to The Way of All Flesh, where the vocal style is much more what you would expect okay. and sort of what you brace for when you put on a metal record. So is okay. So is this not a traditional vocal style for the band? No, I'd have to recall the. I can't recall right now the the vocal style that they used on the last record. Maybe it was a little bit more in this vein too. Mm -hmm. But especially with this record, it really seems like they've really incorporated the vocal style into the sound. And yeah. So one one comment I had here going through the album. Uh, and as I listen to more songs, more songs, and, and is obviously in, and is evident on this, uh, is a comparison to another band, uh, metal band that I do like, uh, called Baroness. Um, and I'm more particularly talking about the album Purple. Now, obviously, by the time of uh, time frame, 
I would say Baroness is inspired by Gojira, but uh, I, I immediately seen the comparison of the two. They're both very melodic and they have more cleaner vocals and they have a more thought thought out song structure uh, in their in their band and they kind of were relevant on those two sides. But and even in the vocal styles, I think they're kind of similar. Um, but on this album specifically, so I was I thought that Baroness was probably influenced by. Gojira, but if this is like a vocal style that's new to them, uh, maybe it is the, the, the vice versa. Uh, it's possible. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know what um, sparked the need, uh, want to change the vocal style, but uh, the band are, yeah, always sort of evolving a little bit anyways, and uh, yeah, I mean, the, they're just older now, and uh, I guess maybe... It, caters to where, where they want to take their sound and uh, I think it works I really like it even I actually, though yeah I do too I, I enjoyed the vocals on this album there are uh, one song in particular even though it serves a function on the album I find it to to be an annoying an annoyance okay uh, we'll see if we get to this if we come to the same conclusion because there's a song or two on the album that I I, I had that same feeling about so I'm curious if it's the same song um, yeah, yeah, I agree with what you're saying about the drums, especially. I really like the work of this, the symbol work on the on the album, especially with the crash and the ride symbol. And I really like it. He really has these uh, cool. Uh, he hits some really fast beats with the with the kick, and uh, makes just for some really great grooves. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic, and. Uh, Guitar work didn't stand out necessarily on this track for me as it did on some of the other tracks. Some of the effects that they go for on some of the other tracks. Mm -hmm. But just to point out the lyrics on this track, it's sort of the it's the introductory track and it's the single from the album. There's a video for it. And it's very much about death and the apocalypse. The opening stanza goes mortal spawn on the altar caught in the heart of the blaze the primal fear of disappearing becoming a ghost in the void death which is very uh, metal-esque but uh yeah that's very metal cool, cool yeah cool way to start the album i think and uh but also sort of addresses the serious tone uh that is gonna cover the rest of the record Right, and and some of the lyrics I I, I read into, especially on the next track, uh, Amazonia, uh, have a, a very uh, environmental tinged like a message to it, and they, and them as a band are like environmentalist uh, activists, so I'm not surprised to see the song about uh, the Amazon being burnt down uh, as a as a track on the album. But this was an immediate favorite for me, actually, Amazonia. Um, well, this. This track is it using a didgeridoo? Digi, digi, oh my god! Didgeridoo? didgeridoo? I think so. Yes, I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's what I've gotten written here anyway. That I, I thought so. Um, and go ahead. No, yeah, it's just I love the use of the didgeridoo on on this uh, on the song in combination with the grooviness of the drums. Man, it just plays off so well with one another. Right, right, and uh, the the bass. Uh, I don't know what they're doing exactly but it, it seems like the bass strings are just barely attached uh whenever when, <laughs> yeah, when you're slamming on those bass strings it just feels like they're all just wobbling all over the place afterwards like it is hardly on that on that guitar um and it sounds fantastic there uh there is a section on this song though amazonia in the middle i guess it's sort of like a it gets a little bit more text oriented a little bit underwhelming. It was a little bit underwhelming for me. Oh, is that when they start screaming Amazonas, Amazonas? Yeah, uh, it becomes like a little bit protesty or anthemic or something. Yeah, uh, I think they kind of mean it to be though, because it is kind of like this environmentalist anthem kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, if you see yeah. the video for the song as well, it's like it's kind of impactful, and, and it is kind of like a very blunt uh, uh, song, especially with those lyrics. And this is when the lyrics are pulled off because I really enjoy this section uh, in a similar part is like is like there's fire in the sky and then the bass is going dun, 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 <laughs> it's like a 
not oh, whatever it's doing and it's like you're in the amazon and he's singing sings that out and it's like another bass line is like dun, 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 and like the greatest miracle dun, 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 is burning to the ground and it's just like uh, uh, i really enjoy that little section there especially like it's being spaced apart with like uh the bass stuff and it's like really uh it is anthemic but it, it does have like a power to it that i and maybe a little bit of cheesiness because it's a uh, a little anthemic in in certain ways, but I enjoyed it. I I I, I accept that anthemic nature to it because uh, I felt like it kind of had emphasized kind of the character of the band. Yeah, every time I listen to the song, and certainly, like you say, it certainly forwards the thematic purpose of the song. But I was just enjoying the groove so much between the didgeridoo and the drums and then this section comes in and kills it for me and it's always like oh man yeah i, I just i didn't mind that section too I, I i was like i think i can listen to this song being end and, and pretty content with it like but like the didgeridoo like you said is great and there's a section after the part that i just uh mentioned that it's almost like he's singing through a didgeridoo or something like his voice has like a weird effect on it or something um, okay. And it's like it almost sounds. He's got that like didgeridoo kind of vibrato in his voice uh, while uh -huh. singing, which I thought was really creative and added to it. And it feels like if you listen really closely, other times uh, it's like a subtlety of like some indigenous chatter. Um, I want to say indigenous, you know. I'm really not sure of the uh, the nationality of whatever, but it's all. It's got this like real personality to the track, to the uh -huh, bass yeah. bass tones and the didgeridoo. Um, and like the warrior on the front of the album as the album cover, uh, it's really easy to like lose yourself on this track and like uh, fall into the uh, depth of personality and ch charisma that's on it. Yeah, and uh, this song is also a good display of the virtuosic talents, especially of the drummer. I found it to be one of the more virtuosic uh, tracks on, on the record. Right, right. Um, drummers coming through I think Garest coming through obviously the basses or it's more the bass tone uh, it's, I don't think he's particularly doing anything super skillful but the bass tone and how they got to set up and how they're producing it is uh, super well done um, and in fact I think this album in general is a very clean and produced album uh, which comes into that point where you mentioned the accessibility of it uh, which I think kind of comes together it's kind of clean for a metal album and, and well put together and well meticulously structured yeah it's uh it's not even necessarily like a really loud metal record per se, per se. like uh, another world is maybe one of the louder uh, tracks on on the album which is the which is the next track right right another world uh, is an interesting one yeah i mean this is the most popular song on the record according to the spotify statistics anyways oh is that but, so uh, yeah, it's that surprises got, me. Yeah, by far, like it's got ten, uh, ten and a half million listens. The next, the song closest to that is "Born for One Thing" at like five point one, five point two million. I really would have thought it was been Amazonia. Uh, I really would have thought that would have been their the breakout hit on this album. Mm -hmm. I don't know if maybe Another World was released super early and right, and, and particularly yeah. because Another World is one of my least favorite tracks on the album. Okay, that's funny because to me it's like the most. Yeah, it's the most. I even wrote down. Is it the loudest track? Like it seems like the most metal of the of the of all the of all the songs. He uses a lot of the crash symbol, which makes makes it sound a lot louder than the other ones, and maybe a little less clean. Right. There's really one particular issue with the song that really kind of dampened it for me. Uh, it's all it's all done and composed well as stuff, uh, but it's the uh, it's the circular guitar passages. Um, okay. It just going round and round and round and round and like it just got really numb for me, um, and I kept on zoning out during the song because of the, these guitar passages. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't focus and, and keep attention to the song. It just the the monotonous nature of those. Uh, circular guitar passages kind of check me out every time I tried to go through this, uh, this song. Oh, uh, yeah. Just give me a second. I got an angry kitty in the house and uh, she needs to get outside. <laughs> sure. House. Okay, and I'm back. 
Um, see, I, I like the repetition of the guitar chords on this on this track. It's just they're just a couple solid, a few solid chords, and they're really groovy and. Yeah, the, and the repeat all the way through. I can see how you would find it to be predictable, a little bit monotonous, not necessarily going anywhere. But it's perhaps one of the more. Mm, I don't. I don't know if you know. You'd call it genty because it's not so muted, but like it's it, it builds a groove and sort of sticks with that groove for the duration of the song. And it's like it's only a four and a half minute song. It's not like six minute song of the. Four and a half minutes is a long song comparatively, though. Uh, not for I this mean, album per se. Not a very long song, man. Uh, it's not like five or six or seven minutes. No, when you're comparing it to those, sure. But I, I would argue four and a half minutes is still a long song. Uh, I don't know. It seems like it's kind of average to me. Like I think back in the day when uh, radio was on. They used to have the longer longer songs than what they have today. Now they they shorten the songs. Right. I, I could be wrong, but uh, you know. Uh, that being said, the song Fortitude. Oh, with... you know what? This another world. I was going to mention it. This is the song that has the outro that I really liked. Uh, are you talking about another world? Yes, this is the one that had the very wistful, quiet outro that I enjoyed. That was really uh -huh. nice for the pacing, uh, which goes into uh, another thought. Is I think. It's so refreshing to hear a metal band who is actively concerned and puts thought into the pacing of the album uh, and their own songs and, and just songs themselves because some of them are, in my opinion, a little long um, or at least like full songs, uh, I should say. Um, and the well, Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. If you're a Gojira fan and you haven't had any new music in fucking four years... You'd be kind of pissed if they released an album full of three-minute songs. Shabwa, like I said, this is my only Gojira song, uh, album I've ever heard, so, you know, keep that in mind with some of my comments, uh, my newbie nature to them. Um, but I, I respected and, and noticed uh, the way that they paced their, their music. Um, when they go blinding fast, usually um, they mix the instruments a bit, so sometimes you'll have slower, gentle guitar passages, if I'm using the, word, uh, the term correctly. Yeah. And but you'd have fast drums in the background, they kind of like um, put fast over slow, or they might mix the two up. Um, and so I really enjoy that they have keep an eye on the pacing. If the drum fill is in the mm -hmm. right place, or song slowing down a bit in other spots, or this outro here on another world, which I thought was perfectly placed. You know, after four songs, I believe, or three, they had this like little repeat reprise for like twenty seconds where. You know, get some more of a breath, and then it moves on to the next track, and and there's a bunch of that kind of thing throughout the album where I just feel like they they pace themselves so long, so well that I don't mind that it is uh, about fifty something minutes of an album, even though I preferred uh -huh. shorter albums. I didn't mind it on this album at all because I thought they paced so well. Yeah, well, uh, what you're saying makes me want to jump ahead to talk about fortitude for a minute because we've talked about the repetition on another world but then also how you liked the outro because it was it was like a little pause uh, to take a breath to, mm -hmm. it was almost a, a meditative moment on the on the record and that gives it some pacing i find this track fortitude to essentially serve that function it's like uh, it comes midway point and the album is plotted in there at number 6 on the track listing yep. and all it does is it just repeats this whoa 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 and then there's some bass chords playing in the back right and, and, it, and it's a really short track yeah it's, it's only two minutes and right. so whereas i said i like the repetition of the guitar passages on another world fortitude it's so annoying and the reason I say it's annoying is because I, it's earwormy. Like, I find myself in the kitchen cooking dinner, and I'm saying to myself, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I got the song. Fucking hell. It just stuck in there. It's, uh, it's infectious. And, and, and that yeah. speaks more to that accessible nature again that I think you mentioned. And like I said, I don't have the context of the previous album. But I can't imagine 
if they're only using this vocal style on this album that you would find that kind of stuff on their other albums or would you uh can you what was the question again so it was so fortitude is like a, a more fluffy song and it's um got a lot of like catchiness to it and like a little pop nature to it really um is this something that's new for Gojira? Like, would you find something like this on one of their older albums? You're saying that the, uh, mm, the vocals I... are new. And so with that kind of new vocal style, I feel comes with a new mentality. And I feel like fortitude is almost uh, an expression of that uh, growth and attention. Well, it's, uh, there's certainly a softness to it. That's right. And I viewed it as in the same way that you were talking about the outro of Another World, it was like a pause, you know, to sort of take a breath. It was almost like a meditative moment to take in the previous songs of the album before they kick off the second half. Right, and it is in the exact middle of the album as the six tracks. So, And and it is good. It is an example of that pacing. And, and so, like again, so refreshing to see uh, metal musicians with an acute... Uh, attention to that kind of detail uh, and that's just something that I appreciate in, in metal and so I see it here and I and again I have to call them out and, uh, and say and express that appreciation when I hear it yeah and uh, you know the way of all flesh there's a the last track it does something similar as disgustipated on yep undertow it has like this big break, this big silence. It's one of those types of tracks that starts and then there's a big break of silence that lasts for like 10 minutes. And then the song has like an outro, it sort of concludes. So the band has done, hasn't, has experimented a little bit with uh, the way they pace the albums, I guess you could say. Sure. But, uh, yeah, this track is not something that screams Gojira to me, and it's something that serves a function for the album rather than as like a standalone song that I'd want to put on. Right. It, it there's kind of a proggy nature to to Gojira, at least on this album, that is very interesting, at least in the uh, compositional area and their attention to how they co compose their music. Um, not so much in like some of the more technical aspects. But it just in the compositional way, uh, I would say it's a little more proggy and more thought out and thoughtful. Um, I'm curious what that uh, track or the tracks that you were mentioning were a little annoying for you. Uh, is that fortitude because of the catchiness, or were you referring to something else? No fortitude, just for the the vo like the vocal style on this is goes deep in that alt rock mm -hmm. realm. Yeah, it's very harmo harmonious and so on, and and it goes yeah. straight into the track. I thought you were talking about, which is the chant, uh, which is the one of my least favorite songs on the album. I think. Um, uh, I haven't listened to this song so much. I mean, I listened to it a couple times when I listened to the album, but then I picked songs I really wanted to focus on. I sort of glazed over this one. Yeah, this one was interesting because when I was listening to Gojira the first time, uh, my first listens, uh, this one caught my ear because it was really unexpected for me. Um, and kind of like showed me that like this is not the kind of metal band that I thought it would be. So at immediate uh, nature, I was appealed. Uh, I found it very appealing. But uh, after subsequent listens and, and going through it again, I kind of this is one of those songs where he goes way too far into the alt rock, um, or they go too far into the alt rock pocket. Uh, I think the vocal styles are a little too clean here, and I think they're going for something a little too cute like they got this like vocal motif with the chanting which i think is a good idea and, and in fact there's a lot of good ideas here but i just think they weren't composed or put together in such a more a substantial way i feel like it was a little lacking in certain ways and rough around the edges because uh, there was definitely a song here that i thought could have been a, a better you know if they kind of tweaked a few things uh, or just like reworked some of the arrangements or rewrote a melody here and there um, I think the the compositional skill is really there and like how things kind of transition and stuff. And there's definitely that thought is still with this track, but I think some of the melodies needed some are reworking. Uh, the chant, the stuff kind of got a little tired for me after a while. Um, 
it's a five minute song and they kind of go back to that motif a little bit and it is in that kind of more poppy metal vocal range and it was yeah. a little too squeaky for me especially after fortitude fortitude i don't mind because two minutes and it was like the middle track kind of like a good pacey this one felt like a little bit too much sugar uh and a little, you know it the way kind of, you're describing this this track it reminds me of the shift of Slipknot from Iowa to Subliminal Verses. I'm not sure if you understand the reference. I, I do, I do, I do. Okay, yeah. Well, you know what happened. Like, when they came in with Subliminal Verses, it was really very alt-rocky. Right, yeah. And, yeah. and it became, like, sort of really anthemic and almost a little bit preachy. Mm-hmm. And it turned me off big time. I gave up on Slipknot after that. Right, I can see see they get kind of, i think they go a little too far over the line this is the song i was referencing earlier when i say sometimes i think they go a little too far this is the song uh-huh. i think they go a little too far on uh but they only do it once and i think it's a and it's not that big of a deal it's still a decent song i just think some of it needs a little bit reworking um and it would have been fine uh, a little too sugary uh, a little too clean a little too produced well not that the produced production is bad i don't mind that a good product production good arrangements Again, it just felt a little too, like it, too much in that on that side. Although again, when I first listened to it, 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 it grabbed me and, and, and was unique. Uh, just with more digestion, there was it felt it was more shallow than I had uh, anticipated. Well, speaking of sort of the higher pitches that are on this record, we've been speaking about it as far as the vocals go, but on the track "New Found," the symbol work he's he gets this really he must be using the ride drum and hitting the hitting the cymbal really high close to where the stand is too because there's this really high-pitched tin sound mm-hmm. do you know what i'm talking about um i can't and quite hear it in my head but i i know what you mean by it, describing it yeah and uh it, pl- it plays it opens the track and it plays throughout the whole track um, and for me, it was really captivating. And this song is perhaps one of the more gent-oriented songs. It gets a, it's really chugging. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the I really just like the symbol work on on this uh, on this track in particular. Uh, it's it stood out. Uh, it was a standout track for me. Right, right. And uh, yeah, they uh, they developed some really good grooves on this track, and uh, it had one of the better outros on the on the album i thought it was, i think it might be one of those ones that sort of closes by return okay okay and uh it's also like the biggest track on the album at uh, six minutes 36 seconds so. yes yeah one of my standout tracks for sure um one of the uh one of my standout tracks is not like i think this is a little bit of a deep cut because uh, you did kind of like see you seem to have uh, glanced over it in your listens uh, was Sphinx. I, I really enjoyed Sphinx. Um, comes after the chant, and they almost feel like dueling pieces a bit, because whereas chant goes a little bit into that uh, alt rock pocket, I felt Sphinx pulled it back a little more into the hard uh, death metal rock pocket, or at least post hardcore in, in certain aspects, because he he kind of plays with both those kind of vocal styles, where he is using the death metal vocals, but he also goes back into the the vocal style he's been using for most of the time in the album. Uh, it's interesting that you bring that up because uh, I said the vocal style is a little more like the vocal style on the way to all flesh, the way the way of all flesh story. Okay, and that's kind of what I, you would I would expect there, and and I actually kind of enjoyed it here. Yeah. And I I, I commented as I was listening to the song uh, before he went back into his normal vocal range that I wouldn't have mind uh, at this point in the album uh, a song with that vocal style all the way through. Because of the versatility of his vocals and uh, uh, the versatility of the album and certain sounds, uh, if they played with a, a song where they went back to that vocal style, I would have been completely content, even as someone who criticizes that kind of vocal style. I think um, it would have been paced well and placed well. Uh, and I would have, I, I was fine with what I heard here, and I could have heard more when it came to the, the vocal style, which is, is uh, not always the case for me. It might be a bit of a big ask, but... I, of the band, but it, I would have appreciated if they would have used a little bit more heavier vocals with this lighter vocal style that 
that they're using on this record and sort of weave both of it in. Um, but that doesn't really happen. But you but you get it on Sphinx, right? And uh, sort of makes the track uh, distinguish itself amongst the amongst the pack. Right, and, and that's kind of how I felt about it at this point in the track. Like some of the songs um, <clears throat> start to fatigue a bit with me and, and kind of how uh, Gojira kind of structures the songs and the kind of sounds that you start hearing out of them. Uh, near the end of the album, I start getting a little fatigued uh, on that kind of sound, even though it's new to me. Uh, but I thought Sphinx added in variety, uh, a variety to the album in such a way that it just caught me as I was starting to get fatigued and, and brought some more life into the album by adding these new elements and really helping it stand out amongst the, the track list to me. I thought it was a, a definitely a deep cut on this one. So on Sphinx and on the last track, Grind, they use this um, uh, pick scratch technique on the strings of the guitar. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know what I'm talking about the, with the scratch technique? Right. And it features as like one of the main repetitive elements of both those tracks. And I thought the, I thought the tracks were very similar for that reason. And I really like Grind because of this uh, scratching sound that they have with the guitar. Mm -hmm. And maybe surprised that I overlooked Sphinx. Yeah. And was glad that you, that you brought it brought it to my attention. Right. So you went back and you you found that you enjoyed it, did you? Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy this track and um it also it it has a repetitive um a repetitive g g guitar passages similar to the song you said you didn't like Another World? Right. Well, but I found there's still enough versatility on the track as a whole that that didn't it didn't grab my attention to the point that I didn't even notice uh, it in the same way that I did with Another World. Yeah, I think Sphinx sort of is a little more textured, especially with this uh, scratching technique that it seems a little it, has, it just seems like it has a little bit more going on mm -hmm. in it. And uh, yeah, really fun song. I, it was a, a dark horse on the album, you could say, or dark, uh, deep cut. Right, right. Yeah. I think the last track that really needs any attention to it to uh, kind of bring the album together is Into the Storm, uh, which I think is another, yeah. uh, I don't know if this is a single on the album, but it feels like it. Um, I don't yeah, actually I know which ones are the singles on the album, but this, this song feels like it's one of the main uh, pillars of the album. And I must say again, with the pacing, uh, I feel like a lot of those uh, songs feel uh, as the pace through the album really well. And this is being the the last kind of like single on the on the album as it feels like to me uh into the storm it has this a lovely intro kind of building into it like uh riders on the storm or whatever or uh, maybe that's not the song i'm thinking i'm thinking of the johnny cash song uh you don't you want know, riders in the sky that's the one ghost riders in the sky that's the sign i'm thinking of um uh, so so in the storm has uh -huh. this like uh ghost riders in the sky kind of like johnny cash song who i think is covered it for someone else but don't quote me uh that kind of that nature to it that that mar into marching into battle kind of uh, interlude to the song that really brings a lot of energy and and uniqueness to the song and uh, it ends up being really really enjoyable yeah this song has a lot of it's sort of the big protest revolution song on the album next to Amazonia, but I would say Into the Storm is, has a far more political thrust to it. Right, there's a lot Especially, of like, uh, protest imagery that I remember hearing on the, on the song, like fists in the air and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a, yeah that, that lyric stands out. And just to read uh, some of the lyrics... Say something about awakening, the rebellion you felt before. Wake, change your course, laws will follow. Restart, reactivate the core. Uh, and then they go on to say, put your fist in the air, as you were just saying. You were hiding. Now you throw yourself into the storm. And it's sort of like a call to action, right? Mm -hmm. And especially in Europe, I don't know. Do you know what Fridays for Future is? No. Okay, it's a big uh, envi youth environmental movement uh, in continental Europe. Okay. And maybe it's in the UK as well, probably. Um, and so, yeah, what they're talking about here is very much the zeitgeist of of young people, young Europeans today. And so it comes to no surprise that they're writing this uh, this type of song. Right, right. Um 
so how did you feel about the album in, in, in full? Like how what were you what would you say is your uh your thesis statement maybe or your uh of the whole album? Uh of the whole album. This was it gave me a very like very much a classic metal feel. Like progressive instrumentation, virtuosic uh drums and very catchy guitar passages and it just made me i was always really happy listening listening to the record it was it was a delight to listen to something i think i'm going to be listening to for quite a while and uh also it never came off as ever being too preachy or too political right i think yeah struck a good balance there Sometimes the vocals, like I said, I wish maybe they had not went so deep into the alt-rock realm and at least retained some more heavier metal vocals, mm-hmm. but especially because of the way that they are using some more higher higher placed chords on the guitar or even with the cymbals, like... They're not using the crash so much. They're sort of going for higher tones on the cymbals, and it gives it a bit of a higher pitch. And so it doesn't come across as being so heavy sometimes, even though there's lots of good grooves on the record. I wish maybe sometimes it was just a little bit heavier, especially considering uh, the weight of the thematic issues that it covers on the album surrounding environmentalism and calls to action and this sort of thing you know right. but overall it was a it was a great listening experience for me um i think i agree i even for my taste i think i could have handled like uh one more notch up on on the dial in terms of, of heaviness um i wouldn't go too yeah. far in one direction because i think it might tamper with what it is they're doing here because you're right they're, they they have a lot of grooves that they're working with uh instead of like thrashing metal uh, there, there's a lot of grooves going on, um, like a, a, good, a lot of great pacing, a lot of great vocal work. Um, it is an accessible album, and for me, and I think that a testament to that is me, someone who struggles with metal, found this uh, easy to digest, and I, I certainly enjoyed it. And, and for it to be able to accomplish that, someone who is critical of the genre at times, uh, I think that's it's got to get a pass, you know, a flying colors with for me, because um, even I appreciated all the things going on here, and uh, I thought they took the time to really um, compose their music and, and really like make sure certain things stood out. Uh, I think there's a few trips here and there. I think not every track uh, does its best work to stand out, um, but there's enough of that on the album. Uh, there's a good pacing. There's a good sh- a lot of good song structures. Great uh, drums throughout. The guitar is varied enough. The bass is varied enough and and groovy in times. And then the vocals are also varied enough um, that it was an enjoyable and easy album to get through, even at its lengthier 55-ish minutes, uh, 51 minutes uh, for 11 songs. So um, I have to give it a, a round of applause for for all the hard work it did to like breaking down my walls as a metal fan. I think this is a good entry point for people trying to get into metal uh, as an album. Oh yeah, for sure. And honestly, you know, because it, it sort of dials back on the intensity and uh, it's not a really necessarily loud album. Um, It's, uh, of, yeah, it's metal, but one of the most distinguishing parts of it being a metal record is the technicality of the musicianship, mm-hmm. which is sort of a hallmark of metal music. But, um, you know, without that technicality, you're, you're almost looking at an alt-rock record. Yeah, there are there are some... I would call this like an alt-metal... It It's a weird genre fusion a bit, because there is like power metal here, uh, this prog metal here, uh, there's alt rock here, um, and you know the, it, it's uh, some death metal here as well. There's like some old Metallica, you know. It gives me some Metallica vibes at, po- at points. Yes. I would say that's like the like the prog prog side of of the record, right? And so it, it has all these elements, uh, but it's not too uh, centered in any one of them. 
Uh, I'll call this like groove metal at, at times, you know, what, whatever the equivalent of that might be um, in terms of the naming conventions. Um, but uh, it was enjoyable yeah. and, and definitely accessible, but not in a bad way, even though they're a little bit sugary at times that uh, maybe some more metal heads who are into the more grindcore or uh, thrashing aspects of it might scoff at. Um, people who probably don't like Ghost, you know, I think I think maybe there is a comparison here to the to that uh, to the Ghost. Um, so if those people aren't into that kind of pocket of metal, they might not enjoy it. But uh, for me, I enjoyed it. I think it was a really good entry point, and I think albums like this need to exist for people to get into metal and then get into the, some of the, maybe the more extreme genres that uh, are, are within it. And just for anybody who likes who's a huge fan of guitar or who's a huge fan of drums like you know what you would call like traditional rock band instruments these fucking guys are some of the best musicians working in music today check this record out you'll definitely be pleased so what was your overall rating mm, it's uh it's tough it's definitely I want to give it a nine. I think I, I'm going to give it a nine. I really enjoyed the record, man. I really did. The song structures, especially when you're comparing it across the field today, are maybe a little bit uh, lackluster in the sense that they don't do much really with song structure at all. It's really meat and potatoes in the sense there's an introdu- introduction, usually a good good developed course a bridge section course returns and then you know uh, an interesting outro they always are able to arrange it in in a compelling way for the most part but i think maybe to what you were saying like you said you were burning out a little bit towards the end i think for me i felt a little bit of that too and it was because the songs weren't weren't necessarily arranged in different ways as the album kept going, you know? And so I was always compelled by the in, uh, musicianship and the grooves and everything always hooked me. But uh, I found the song structures to be nothing wrong with them, just maybe a bit, a bit on the stale side. But listen, I mean, that's just uh, me being a critic. This right. album rule. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in a similar range. I want to say like 8 to 8.5 is kind of where I landed uh, on it. 9, I can't argue with that. Um, pen out day. Just the there's the little bit of the gaps here and there, kind of pulled it down a little bit. Um, you know, it didn't move me to the point of tears, you know, or something like that. Uh, not that a, a metal record probably would. Uh, Is that the, what a ten needs, needs to move you to tears? Uh, if I, if I, if I cry listening to an album, you know, you know, like maybe you know, <laughs> like if if they can be, if they can play with my emotions to the point where I'm crying listening to music. You know, you, you did a good yeah. job. You know. In terms of that emotional spectrum of inciting a response, you know, you get you get full marks. So uh, that's just kind of where I come from there. But like around the eight point five, like for a metal record to really capture me and and pull me in, uh, I think it does extremely well. Um, like I said some of the songs are a little rough around the edges, but there's kind of a nitpicking. Um, you know, I can't. It's not a perfect record, but it, it's certainly really great and. Should, you shouldn't skip, especially if you're interested in metal at all or want to get into metal. Uh, particularly, I think it's a great, a great album there. Yeah. So Gojira, Gojira, and uh, badass album cover too. I love the soldier with the with the staff and the ornate shield and breastplate and the headpiece. Really cool, I think. Right, right, all right. So uh, that's this week. Uh, we'll cut, try and cut it off now before we end up into the uh, hour and a half mark like we we sometimes do. Um, but I think we did good today. Um, well, I, I enjoyed this. It's a good album. We had a lot to talk about. It was good. Uh, I don't know what album we're going to do next. I'll have a listen yeah. and look around today and we'll see. You've already told me what we're going to do two months ago. Oh, did something come out and I didn't realize it? The Squid record is out. Oh my. Okay. Yeah, well, we're doing Squid next week. I took a little sampler. I just took a little quick walk around the buffet. Uh-huh. It's like a pretty fucking cool record. Right. Uh, from what I've heard and the, some of the singles I heard, I was so pumped for this. I'm so glad and you remembered. I did not remember. 
Yes, that exactly is what we're doing. We're doing Squid. I've been so hyped yeah. for this record, all and not even all of this year, ever since their EP came out, and I and I uh, was banging the cleaner. All right, uh, I sound terrible, but you know what I mean. Um, it was it's such a good such good uh, so anticipated this uh this debut album, uh from a post punk band, uh Squid. So, I'm hyped for that. You've got me quite in the mood to start listening to that later today. Longer album though. It's in the I think it's 54 minutes. Oh, I'll, I'll you know if it is good uh, like I heard one song that was like seven minutes and the entire time it was a banger. So, um, uh, if if they keep that tone up. And they have these seven, eight-minute songs, and they're amazing. You can give me a two-hour album. I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah, well, Black Country, New Road, I mean, all those tracks were long. so And all of them were dope for the most part. Right, so. and one of our favorite albums of the year, I believe. So, the testament. Yeah. And uh, just, uh, I'll, I'll leave you all today with a... A goodbye for you. Gojira out. <laughs>